welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and eBooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Hello, friends. I hope you had a great Christmas if you celebrated Christmas. If you didn't celebrate Christmas, I hope you just had a nice week. I know that this time period is a little weird, like after Christmas, before New Year's, it's sort of this awkward limbo stage because people are waiting around for New Year's Eve, you know, and I think a lot of people also took this week off, great week to take off, have some vacation, celebrate all the hard work you did this year, it's a good time, and of course you're spending your vacation listening to this podcast because there's no better way to spend a vacay, if you ask me. I have been really excited to release this episode. Today, my guest is my good friend, Ben Racky. And Ben and I connected a while back. I was on his podcast, which is called the Ranges of Motion podcast, and just had a great time chatting with him. We are really similar. So I know if, if you like me, you'll like him a lot. He's just super cool, down to earth, and really knowledgeable about all things fitness and nutrition. He is a certified personal trainer and a health and fitness coach. And one reason why I love Ben is because he's not like a lot of other trainers I know that are just so focused on fitness. And he really takes a holistic approach and he does work with a lot of women so if you are looking for an online coach if you are a woman or a man um definitely reach out to ben because he is a great trainer and it's not just about fitness he really will help you with the nutrition and lifestyle factors as well he is very knowledgeable about how to kind of hack your lifestyle to start feeling better. So I always love chatting with him. This conversation was just fun for me because like always, I love having people that I'm just friends with on the podcast because it feels more like just a a chat back and forth. Like if we were just recording our conversation, kind of what you, what you would hear, um, rather than more of an interview, but I also did want to kind of grill him a bit about training and get him to talk more about fitness because that is his area of expertise. And while I know a lot about fitness, that is, I'm not like, I'm not a certified personal trainer um, and I don't train people. So I definitely don't know as much as him. And I also really wanted him to talk about rest days because it's a topic I have Um, been chatting with a lot of people about recently and wanted him to kind of nail that down and uh, kind of a lot of the people I work with are super type A and um, trying to be perfect and doing a lot and don't want to take any rest days and I kind of wanted him to speak to that audience because I know a lot of people listening might need to hear it but just in general he is so nice and so knowledgeable and he also has a really great ebook if you're looking for an ebook for um, 
like if you can't afford a trainer, but you want a fitness program, check out his ebook. I've done his workouts and I really, really like them. So that is on his website, benracky.com. And yeah, he is an awesome guy. So I'm excited for you guys to learn more about Ben and I've been on his podcast. So check out that episode and actually twice now it'll be going up soon. The second one. Um, and that one's fun because we talk about like birth control, hormones, keto for women, lots of things, but yeah, it'll be a fun, fun chat. But before I hop into the conversation with Ben, I want to talk for a second about how I became a health coach originally through the Primal Health Coach Institute. So I'm sure you know that I am a nutritional therapy practitioner, but before that I did the Primal Health Coach Institute to get my health coaching certification and just get my business really running. And you know that I am a huge fan of the paleo lifestyle. I follow a paleo diet. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. And I'm a huge fan of Primal Kitchen, Mark Sisson, and the Primal Blueprint. Um, So when I heard that he launched the Primal Health Coach Institute, I wanted to learn more about it. I loved his book. It was really, really pivotal for me in changing my lifestyle and also is the book that I buy most people who I want to kind of get healthier. Like that's the book that got my dad to go paleo, which was awesome. So I was really impressed by the program when I first started learning more about it. I was surprised at first because I hadn't really heard anything about it. And then I didn't know why. And then I learned more and I figured, well, you know, if Mark Sisson made it, I'm sure it's legit. And then, so I kind of just, you know, I chatted with them. I loved, I loved what they had to say. And it seemed like it was a really good fit. And I, I dove in and I'm so glad I did that because it honestly taught me, um, basically the bulk of what I know that my paleo women lifestyle program, my, my flagship program that is basically based on all of the principles that we learned in that program. I just modified it, added in some things that I learned and twisted it. So it's really specific towards women. So I, the reason why I loved this program is because I was looking at different programs and I wanted something that was targeted towards my perspective And this program focuses on ancestral health principles specifically, and it's all about my chosen niche. So real food eating, ancestral health, evolutionary biology, I'm all about looking to how our ancestors lived and how can we emulate that in today's lifestyle. And I wanted something that talked a lot about nutrition, but also fitness and sleep and stress and all these different lifestyle factors and then also taught me really helpful business practices and would support me in launching my business and continuing my business. I ended up launching my business while I was in the program and then things just kept going from there. So this program is going to give you a really comprehensive nutrition and health sciences education. You don't just skim the surface. It's a college level course. If not, I mean, it's more in depth than most of my college courses, to be honest. Um, they're training, they're training you to really understand how the body actually works. So uh, honestly, a lot of health coaching programs do not dive deep and it's just really surface level and kind of things that you could probably just Google and figure out yourself. But this is going to be a deep dive and there is a lot of really, really helpful material and you're going to learn the science and also you're going to learn how every single choice you make from the food you eat to the activities you do to your sleep habits and your stress levels, how all of those choices affect your body at a cellular level and everything is interconnected. 
And beyond that, like I mentioned, I was so supported in terms of building a business. If you have no idea how to build your business, um, trust me, you do not need to have a platform to be a successful health coach. The majority do not. Um, they, the Primal Health Coach Institute has so many different chapters, exercises, and a whole resource center that's devoted to business development, marketing, and sales training. So they don't just give you information. They're really going to train you um, and really support you. And there's always ongoing continuing education as well. So you can participate in the different business building exercises that they handhold you through. They'll really help you kind of nail down what your business is going to look like. And then when you graduate, you will gain access to the business resource center, which has a ton of pre-made material. So handouts and flyers and forms, marketing graphics that you can use directly with your clients so you don't even have to create anything most programs do not do that and then they even have a 12-week coaching program that you can deliver to your clients from day one so literally when you graduate you are set you can get clients and use the materials and you're good to go you don't even have to make anything yourself if you don't want to um and you are put into the private facebook group there is ongoing support through monthly live webinars, mastermind meetups. There's a really, really great sense of community and everybody supports each other and helps each other. So you are not left in the dust. And you're also put into the directory. And I have had a lot of clients find me through their Primal Health Coach directory. So if people are on that website um, looking for a health coach, they can search by area and it will pop up with different health coaches and their specialties. And... I've had a lot of people just reach out to me through that. Like I, I, you know, I, all I did was I was in the directory and then they just found me through there. So they, even just that alone can help you find clients, but they'll, they'll teach you how to market, um, and get, get people to start working with you. So you are not, like I mentioned, you are not just left, left to, to, to go uh, with no support. You have plenty of support and you're going to learn a lot and really, really applicable things to use with clients. Um, so you're going to learn the science, the in-depth things, how the body works, but you are also going to learn like day-to-day things about food and ingredients and fitness and like how do we apply this in everyday life. So I just love this program. I'm so happy I did it and I found it because I was either going to just not do it and wait to do the NTA or I was going to sign up for a different health coaching program that I wasn't totally sold on because I know it wasn't like totally aligned with my principles and I had heard things about the other programs like they're not really that in-depth. It's just a certification to get the certification. And I mean, I didn't really want to spend all that money just to get a certification. I wanted to actually learn something. So I cannot recommend this enough. I think that it is a steal for the price. I was very, very impressed with how how many resources we got and everything I learned and how it was laid out. You can always keep going back through the resources and review modules, so it's always there for you, and I reference those materials all the time. So if you are into the primal and paleo way of life and you've been thinking about health coaching as a possible next career move or just a side gig or something to improve your own health, if you just want to become a health coach because you're working through your own health issues and want to learn more about how you can heal yourself, then make sure you check out the Primal Health Coach Institute. You can go to primalhealthcoach.com realness and you can download a free ebook from that site called how to be a health coach and it's going to give you more info 
on the whole process of becoming a health coach in just five easy steps and you can learn more about the program there and you can even just book a discovery call with Laura Repsis who's been on the podcast before about the program and see if it's the right fit. This is definitely something that you can do if you have a full-time job. You can work through things at your own pace and manage your time however works best for you. They're really going to support you through it. So I can't recommend it enough, honestly. And if you are already ready to enroll, you can use the discount code COACH200, C-O-A-C-H-200, and that will get you $200 off of enrollment. It's an awesome program. I really can't say enough about it. If you have specific questions about the program, always feel free to reach out to me um, and let me know because I can't recommend it enough. Like this was like, <laughs> if I was going to make a program, this is exactly what I would want it to be. Um, if you enjoy my content and kind of my philosophy, like you will love this. It is so in line, obviously, with everything I put out there. So again, just go to primalhealthcoach.com slash realness and check out the Primal Health Coach Institute from there. So I think it's time to hop into this conversation with Ben. I know you guys are going to love it. Right now, we're going to kind of hop into, you know, we were just chatting and then I asked him what he was, what was on his mind recently. And we're talking about some, some people calling each other out in the fitness industry. So that's kind of where we're picking up in the conversation. Enjoy. Has there been anything on your mind recently that you wanted to rant about? Um, You're like, yeah, maybe. Well, it's like, I don't want to say people's names uh, in the fitness industry, but, and I'm not going to do that, but uh, someone in the industry called out another person in the industry who was talking about things like perfumes and colognes and things like that and how that can disrupt your, you know, your body's hormonal system and, and can have an impact on your, on your, on your system. Mm -hmm. And this other fitness professional who, and let me preface this by saying I look up to both of these people. So Mm -hmm. it's like kind of tough, but like, this one individual in the fitness industry um, kind of put this person on blast on Instagram and like kind of called him out and was like, you know, until you can find like real research and real science supporting these claims, like this is just, uh, you know, like dogma and like you're, you're really, uh, you know, misleading people and, and stuff like that. And like legit called her out, like tagged her and everything. It was like, mm-hmm. if you can find me, if you can find me any studies that correlate, you know, these, these perfumes or these colognes with, uh, you know, altering hormones and altering, you know, your, 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 your physical makeup essentially, um, then, you know, you can, you can, uh, I'll, I'll take my claims or I'll take my, I'll take my bashing of you back mm-hmm. essentially. But like I just, but number one, I think um I don't know. I think it's immature that people have to like do that kind of thing and like slander people like that. If you have something to say, I would just say it in private. But number two, 
like the amount of research that like just a simple Google search can provide you uh, as far as like perfumes and colognes and like the chemicals that are in those and how it does alter your 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 body's hormonal system. And not I, I shouldn't say your body's hormonal system, but the studies have shown that like it does alter like rodents mm-hmm. uh, hormonal systems and, and things like that. Like it is kind of. Shocking, and I guess it is like dose dependent and stuff like that too. But I'm sure you could like talk about it more. But I, I just that that was something that was kind of shocking to me, and something that's been on my mind. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I didn't see that, but from the way you're describing it, I can guess who said that. Um, so you'll have to tell me later. But I just uh, okay. Yeah, the study thing bothers me because, first of all, like you said, I can't tell you how many times I will rant about something on Instagram and I'll get a DM saying, can you send me the study? And I'm like, can you Google search? Like, <laughs> but, second yeah, of all, but second of all, um, I'm really kind of sick of the argument. Like, if there's not a study showing it, it's not happening. I mean, it's, it's not because it's like... It's just it, it adds to the fact that like we're just super unaware like mm-hmm. as a society like we just had like there's no like physical or there's no awareness of of anything like with what people eat with, with what the people exercise with like sleep there's no there's no awareness around anything and it's just like unless a study proves it or unless it says on the news that like uh yeah, like sugar is bad. And like I saw I saw a news I saw a news report last night and it was like um the sugar in soda is worse for you than other sugars or something like that. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, I was like, "Do we not know that like chronic consumption of like sugary drinks is probably not good for your health?" Yeah. Like I, I like how many t- how many times have we heard that? And a simple Google search will, like, bring those things to light. So it's just like, I don't know, man. It's it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting time for you know, sure. You know, like, you know what I just realized though. What bothers me about the studies thing, like, it reminds me of how people wait until they're like lying in bed with a chronic illness to start to care about yeah. what they're putting in their body. It's the same way. It's like I'm just gonna ignore everything that's going on in the world until you have x y or z study proving it you know what i mean and like let's also talk about the number of studies that have come out that have been disproven in the future as well like people who are just living off of a study i just think it's really narrow-minded and you're limiting your health 100 percent. and i'm and, and i think like it, to to ignore like all these environmental factors like the the fragrances and candles and like how that impacts your you know your hormonal system and like even the deodorants you wear and the you know the the soaps that you're using and all of these things like if you're just ignoring that kind of stuff and I mean, I don't know. I, I I definitely think there's I definitely think there's big rocks that people need to take take care of first. Mm-hmm. And, and you you I know I know you feel the same way. Like obviously, what you're putting in your mouth and what you're actually putting into your body is, you know that that's top priority. Um, you know, and the 
lack thereof exercise or the exercise that you're doing is, is important as well. Um, you know, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep. Like obviously mm-hmm. those things are, those things are the big important things when it comes to like overall health. But, you know, for, for somebody to like come out and like just, I don't know, no, because basically shit on somebody yeah. when I see what you're saying. I when there totally is agree. Data, yeah. Yeah, when there is when there is data like supporting that, you know, these things can alter your body's hormones, which obviously if those things are being altered, then, you know, everything is being affected, you know, your sleep, your sex drive, your mood, your energy, like all of these things. It's like it's so hard to get through to people though that like everything works synergistically. Like it's mm-hmm. all it, everything if you want to see whatever, like results in the gym or you want to see like uh you know better performance, you want to be stronger or you just want like overall health, like you still have to have things like everything has to be working kind of synergistically. Like if one thing's off then you know it, it affects your whole system. So I, I, it's just, it, it kind of sucks, man. It kind of sucks because I think she's trying to do right by, you know, by the masses and like making a simple shift, like to just not use perfumes and stuff like that mm-hmm. could be, could be a game, could be a game changer for people's health. Oh, absolutely. And I think it is really important to talk, talk about, especially with, I know a lot of people in my audience, they're they're already healthy. Like, they already eat well. They already exercise. That's not the issue. But a lot of people who I'm talking to have these, like, you, you know, you have to dive deeper and you have to get into, you have to get into the nuances. And that's what people don't understand. And I also see this, you know, people are like, you're just, it's just too much to think about all of that. And I'm like, no, but for people who actually have health issues, like, you do have to get into the nitty-gritty sometimes. Yeah, some people, you can just eat a clean paleo diet and, like, exercise and you're fine. But other people who have um, something else deeper going on, you have to be more particular about it. And when it comes to personal care products, these things that we're just, ugh, like, we have, <laughs> we're inundated with them every day. Like, if you're putting something on your body every single day, how is that any different than what you're eating every single day? To me, it's just as important, if not more, because it's so overlooked. And, like, there's so much in our environment that we can't control. Like, when I go into a store or I go into an Uber and I'm just flooded with these weird artificial scents and fragrances, like, I can't control that. That's just a function of living in this world. Yet, you know, no one is force feeding me food, you know? So I think that it's even even more important in some ways. Or force-feeding you cologne. Like, nobody's, yeah. <laughs> nobody's begging. Nobody, yeah, nobody's, like, telling you, like, hey, you've got to, like, wear this cologne. Like, and, and they're they're super expensive as well. I mean, so that's that's another, like, thing you can look at. Like, you're going to save some money. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. That was, that was, that's been kind of, that, that's been kind of on my mind because, mm-hmm. you know, this person is, like, very scientific and is very knowledgeable and, but by the same token, you know, it, it's like unless there's this black and white study from this university that's super prestigious, like mm-hmm. it's not it, it it's not real. And, yeah. you know, if if that's the way we're going to think, then 
I, I don't really know when we're going to get over this crisis of health, like in our society, you know what I mean? Like, I, because I mean, I agree. I, where, where, where is the black and white study that says like, this is the way to lose weight or this is the way to get health or this is the way to like things. It's, it's a very, everybody's an individual person. Everybody's different. Everybody's starting from a different place. And like you said, with, with someone who's really sick, like they might need to pay attention to the most minute details Mm -hmm. because they, because if they don't, then they're never going to get well. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that was, I guess just the, really the only thing I guess that's been on my mind recently as far as like the health and fitness community. I, I definitely think, I definitely think more people need to open their minds and, um, you know, start to start to realize that even the littlest things that we are doing to our bodies uh, on a consistent basis, especially on a consistent basis, can can really impact can really impact everything. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he says things like that because he knows there's never going to be a black a study like that. Like, like you know, people. I think a lot of people don't understand how hard it is to get a study funded, how long it takes to run it, then for it to get published, like reviewed, peer-reviewed, published, slash, what, something like this, who would fund this? Because this is going to destroy so many people's businesses, the same way with the food industry, Yeah, you know? Um, and yeah. you're right about all these little, these little things adding up. It's the same way, it's like how people... Okay, even with food, people are like, I eat really healthy, and they're not thinking about, oh, the bite of this here, the bite of that there, and all of a sudden, they've eaten a thousand extra calories throughout the day because they were taking random <laughs> bites. <laughs> exactly. You exactly. Know? I was, I was talking to somebody. I was actually talking to somebody the other day, and they were. I was asking them about snacking, and they were like, Yeah, like I get a little bit here and a little bit there, but it's just enough to like inch my craving like back off. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, like. And I was talking to this person. This person wasn't even client. I was just like, you know, I would if I was you, I would try to maybe build some awareness and like, you know, at least write down how many cookies you're having or like, you know, find out, figure out how much of the, you know, inching or like little bit of snacking you're doing every day because um, these highly palatable uh, foods can really add up. And as far as like calories go, and if you're trying to lose weight, it's uh it's going to be tough to do that if you're throwing yourself over your your calorie calorie maintenance level by five, six, seven, eight, nine thousand calories of uh, Oreos. So, yeah. But I mean, it goes back to like what we were talking about before. It's just like this whole lack of awareness with uh, with everything, with exercise, with nutrition, uh, with people. Like people don't know how to listen to their body and their body's natural signals. So, you know that's that's a whole process in and of itself as you know mm-hmm. you know what's also interesting is like so you know on one level it's like people are so out of touch with their bodies but something I've been thinking about more is a lot of people are a lot of people especially who I'm talking to more like I feel like the people I attract are in tune with their bodies they're just they don't want to like admit to themselves what they need to do or change. Does that make sense? It's like they know they're overtraining. They know they're under eating, but they have this other voice in their head saying like, no, this is what I need to be doing. So they don't want to admit that they need to change something. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're the type A, like go 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 go. Like mm-hmm. that's 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 how I I feel like that is how everybody is like. Not everybody, but I think I think that's In how a lot space, of people are. Yeah. But but yeah, but yeah, like. <laughs> Even even people that like come to me that are like overweight and stuff like they're super type A individuals like in this area of their life, like mm-hmm. in business or in, um, you know, whatever it is that they're that they're doing, but they're neglecting, you know, their health over here. So and and, and they think in their mind, like, OK, I've got to like cut everything out, like do tons of cardio, like go to CrossFit six times a week, like. And like getting people to realize like, okay, like let's like just take a step back and let's do some little things to just make like let's just drink more water, like let's eat some vegetables, like mm-hmm. let's eat some protein, like getting people to just do those kind of things can be, you know, obviously, you know, like I said, a game changer for people, um, you know, when it comes to when it comes to overall health, body composition and stuff like that. So, yeah, let's talk more about um what you do with that type of person in terms of training people who are really type a who are doing everything right i've come across quite a few people recently who are like healthy like they think they're doing everything right they're eating very clean diet but it's like they are doing crossfit or training a lot and they don't know why they're gaining weight and um I'm curious how you approach someone like that who's very type A, very dedicated, and they will do anything that you tell them, but, you know, they have these ideas in their head about what they should be doing. Well, like, lay out the lay out the, the client for me. It's like, is this a person that is, you know, pretty stressed in their, in their work life and stuff? Obviously, if they're type A, they're pr- typically pretty, pretty mm-hmm. high-stress people. Mm-hmm. So, um, and... You're saying like for someone who has just like general health and like they want to look good and like feel good and stuff like that. Is that kind of like the. Yeah, well, I'm seeing a lot of women recently who, you know, they want to look good and feel good and they've kind of been on a health journey and they're eating really well, um, but they're probably stressed out with their family, their job, their relationship. Um, They aren't getting no sleep, but they pro- probably get more. And maybe they started to put on some weight and they're trying to, you know, they're working out five or six days a week um, and they're drinking plenty of water and they're just like stressed out. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, so like if they're, if they're pretty committed as far as like nutrition goes and stuff, then the the first place we have to look obviously is you know, sleep recovery and, and their mm-hmm. training, um, you know, sleep, sleeps, everything. If a person like this isn't getting at least seven hours, then I, I, I don't think as a coach, I think you have to step in at some point and be like, okay, like you're not allowed to train unless you get seven hours of sleep. Like yeah. it's the, the bottom, it, it's the bottom line. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, just trying to, to plug in like, relaxation stuff, like trying to get them to do some mindfulness, some breathing, some meditation, some journaling, uh, just going for like a walk without like any distractions and just, you know, being out in nature and getting some vitamin D is super powerful as well. 
for a lot of these people I've found because I've worked with people like this. Um, as far as training goes, though, if they're going like five, six, six days a week, CrossFit, beast mode, no days off, crazy training, you know, it's trying to it's trying to convince them to like back off. It's trying to convince them to maybe uh, maybe we cut down to four days a week or maybe we cut down to three days a week. Um, and we're not like if, if they like CrossFit, if they like that style of training, like we can we can do that. I can program that hybrid style of, of training and still like do some, some cleans and some, you know, obviously the squats and the deadlifts and, and stuff like that. But like, it has to be the, the intensity can't just be like through the freaking roof mm-hmm. all day, every day when, when they're in the gym. So it's about for, for them, it would be like more of a mixture of, you know, just traditional like resistance training and strength training, uh, with, you know, like some, I guess, quote unquote bodybuilding people would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then obviously a little bit of CrossFit type, you know, training cross style training, whatever you want to call it, like mixed into those th- two or those three to four days. But it's honestly, it's just going to be about like trying to convince them like, Hey, like we need to back off a little bit. Like, uh, you know, let your let your system, you know, recover a little bit, and then you know, potentially, if we are a little bit less stressed, you might lose a little bit of that body fat that you've gained, and you you know you thought that you had to do more, 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 but actually we just needed to you know sleep a little more, relax a little bit more, and maybe back off back off of uh, the training intensity and the training volume, and just how often you're like in the gym you know, busting your ass. Um, it, 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 but that's a tough conversation, Christina. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, telling a type, telling a type a person, like you need to back off. It's a, it can be tough. I had a girl come to me who hadn't had her, it was a, a lady actually who hadn't had her period in months, probably four or five months. And she was training seven days a week. And I was like, okay, well, step one, uh, we're going to train, three days a week. And she was like, Oh no, that's not going to happen. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I'll meet you and I'll meet you in the middle. I was like, we can do, I was like the maximum amount I want you training right now is four days a week. And she's like, okay. And within, within a month she got her period back. And obviously along with like other things that Mm -hmm. we implemented and like she, we, I made her eat more food because she wasn't eating enough food and she was sleeping. She was sleeping better doing some meditate meditative practices and stuff and going for walks. Um, but ju- I think the biggest thing was like getting her out of the gym so much and just getting her, you know, to, to chill and relax because she was super, super type a individual. Um, but that's the, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. And that's the biggest hurdle that you have to go through when you're dealing with somebody like that is like just trying to get them to chill and trying to get them to, you know, not spend as much time, stressing their system in the gym yeah I really wanted um you to talk more about like rest days just because this is a conversation I've had like in the last week probably like six or seven times with different people and so I just thought you'd be the perfect person to like speak more to this since like you are the fitness expert in in this duo happening right here um so (laughs) like it's like you said it's really hard to get people to take rest and um I'm curious kind of, well, I I think because there are so many 
different ideas about how many rest days is like the right amount of rest days. And it's interesting to me because I feel like I have my, my toes into like different spaces of health and wellness. Like I'm in like the food blogger, like classic, like 20 year old, like, like jump squat, like fitnessy people who are like the basic bitches over here. And like for them, (laughs) you know, for them, it's like standard. So, and a lot of girls are, are getting information from there. And so it's like standard, like we work out like five to six days a week, you have Sundays, a rest day, like, you know, this is what we do. And then I have my toes dipped into like, you know, our side of things, just more of like three to four days of full body strength training. Um, and that's happening. And then there's like all the people in the bodybuilding world who like, whatever. Um, right. And, you know, it's, it's confusing for people who, who just don't really know, like, they, they feel like, okay, four days isn't enough is five days enough is six days enough. Like, is how many rest days is normal? People are very, very confused. Um, and then they start hearing like, okay, maybe I should take more rest. But then it becomes an issue of like, do I just immediately hop into reducing? Do I go down from you know, six or seven days a week to three or four immediately? Do I titrate down? What do I do with my free time? Like, it's very nerve wracking for people. So maybe you could just speak more to like, the importance of rest and why that's important and kind of like how to make that transition if you're doing too much. Well, I mean, obviously, you have to that the with the amount of like sympathetic in our society. And Mm -hmm. obviously, if you're going to the gym, that's a stress on your body. I, I believe that you have to have, I want to say, I like to say twice as much parasympathetic as sympathetic, just because we're so stressed out, man, on a daily basis, like with our, with our, in our society, it's like everybody has a phone, like looking at your phone all the time is a stress in and of itself. So, um, you know, I, I guess, it depends on the person's goals uh, too, as far as like rest days and like how many days they're in the gym. But for the general population, man, like at least three days of rest, uh, of, of, of rest and recovery days, I would say, I don't, and I don't like, I don't really like just like the whole notion of just like laying around and doing nothing all Mm -hmm. day. Like I, I think that's, I think people get it twisted when they hear like rest day. It's just like, okay, like I'm going to go to work and sit and then come home and like, just, you know, sit Mm -hmm. on the couch all night. Like I think, I think, uh, active recovery is best and that's kind of the way I like to describe it. So, um, an active recovery day can be just, you know, scheduling time for a 30 minute walk or, uh, an hour walk or whatever you can do consistently or make time for 15 minute walk is, is good. They've shown there's studies that have shown that like even a 10 minute walk every day, like reduces your risk of, you know, all cause mortality by like, I don't know, 25% or something like that. I'm botching that, but Mm -hmm. it was a, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty powerful stuff. So like a walk, um, I like to do, uh, mobility type exercises. So as you, as you know, the mind pump guys, um, they have an awesome, uh, guide, um, as far when it comes to mobility and it's the map, I think it's maps. Prime. Yellow. Prime. Yeah. Prime. Yeah. Prime and prime pro. Uh, those are great resources. Um, any, really any kind of FRC, any kind of functional range conditioning stuff I like to do on like off days. Um, j- 
just stretching and mobility. Yoga is another one that I tell that I tell people to do. Like on and, and okay, so let me clarify. Yoga, like slow yoga, mm-hmm. not like hot, not hot beast mode. You know, yoga that's making you sweat and die. Like relaxing. You know, just flow, regular yoga, um, stretching, mobility, that kind of stuff on on off days or on rest days, quote unquote. I love, but I don't like. I don't like the whole like just sit around and do nothing all day thing. I think, you know, ideally on your rest days, you still should be doing. You know, thirty ish minutes of activity, uh, whether it's a walk or whether it's some, some stretching, some mobility, you know, working on some type of, you know, weakness in your, in your, your movement patterns or something like that is going to be super powerful. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, well, also, I, I don't think that, let me just say, I think that if people feel like they, need to literally lay in bed all day to rest and recover then they went too hard that week like if you feel like you can't go on a 30 minute walk like your intensity was too high guys if you're if you're waking if you're wake if you're waking up uh, another here's a here's a good a good uh tip too and i was actually listening to i was actually listening to a podcast last night and i was listening to a strength coach talk and, you know, he talked about, you know, sometimes his guys will come in the weight room and he'll notice that, like, you know, more than 50 percent of the guys are like struggling with their grip strength and they're having trouble holding on to the bars and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's a huge indicator of like, you know, your nervous system's fried. So, you know, if you are if you're getting anything like that, like where you're, you know, you're even like thing like simple things in your daily life that you feel like are typically really easy and like you're finding a day when you went super super hard at the gym or you've been to the gym four times or five times already and like you're finding like daily tasks to be like challenging or you're like kind of like foggy with your with your brain and with your memory and stuff like that like those are pretty good indicators of like okay like your nervous system's fried you've done too much you need to you need to chill out Um, but then that, you know, that comes down, that comes down to like proper programming and stuff as well. Um, to be honest with you, like if you're not, and, uh, you know, programming and stuff is, it has to be, it has to be the right amount for you. If that makes sense. Like, because obviously if a beginner, if a beginner tries to do like one of my clients who's been with me for a year's program, like it's not going to be good. Like they're going to be wrecked. They're going to be hurting. And like, that's not, that's not good. Like soreness doesn't mean gains either. Like a lot of people get it twisted and think like, Oh, like I'm super, super sore. So that means I'm making progress. Like, no, if you're super damn sore, every time you leave the gym, you can't walk and sit on the toilet the next day. You're actually going in the other direction. Like you're not gaining, you're actually losing progress. So, um, yeah, back to rest days. I think they are awesome. And, but if you can't get out and go for like a 30 minute walk or something like that without, um, you know, being in pain or just not even like motivation comes into it. Like if you're, if you're super, super, super unmotivated to just go like for a little, like a short walk, uh, that's typically a good sign that you're, that you're probably doing too much. So, um, I guess a lot there, but you know, I, I, I like active 
recovery days mm-hmm. and yeah, I do too because I think a big issue is people don't like um I know I had this too like you know I've you know how I was just like so addicted to exercise and I had to use that like I yep. replaced it with like yoga or meditating because I felt like okay, what am I going to do with this time period? It made me anxious to not be like use I need to fill up that time period, not just have it empty. Um right. I'm curious, like do you have people slowly start to scale back or like like with that, like I know with that woman, you went from like seven days to like I guess four. But like, like for someone, let's say they're working at six or seven days a week and they're trying to get down to three or four. Would you have them like slowly reduce or just like cut it down to where they want to be? Well, I, I mean, you know, it, it, it's gonna be. I, I guess it's gonna depend on the person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and it's gonna and it's gonna come down to just a coaching decision. But like with her, with like not having a period and like some of the signs that she was just some of the biofeedback that she was like giving me and stuff. I was like, you know, I I just told her straight up. I was like, for your health, if you really want your health to improve, because that's why she came to me in the first place. Like she had been a competitor, a bikini competitor and stuff. And I'm not a I don't I don't really work with people like that. I I don't work Mm -hmm. with people like that Um, just because I I don't want to be in that industry. Like I want to be the health guy i want to be people i want to make people healthy mm-hmm. like do i want to make people look good sure but i i health comes first to me uh that's just that's just how that's just how i operate but you know i i told her i was like if you want your health to improve you know dramatically here in the next in the next month or two months or three months then we need to we need to cut back on the training now for some people like they're just they're gonna they're gonna push back push back push back and i'll say okay like if they're going seven maybe we'll go five Mm -hmm. and then but for some people like going from seven to five and like just chilling out on their rest days and like relaxing instead of like doing like a short i'm doing a 15 or 20 minute hit routine on my off day i'm like dude like you're still stressing yourself the fuck out just (laughs) go for a walk just go for a walk you know what i mean but uh you know, that's, that's another thing too, you know, instead of doing like, uh, 30 minutes of high intensity interval training two or three days a week when you're not lifting, like maybe do like a short eight to 10 minute, uh, you know, little circuit at the end of your strength training, then you can take that, you know, that off day or that rest day and go for a walk and do some meditation and, you know, shorten that shorten that time of you know stress that you're Mm -hmm. that you're sending to your body so like the last 10 minutes of your hour of your hour workout maybe do a little a little bit of hit or high intensity work instead of making its own day like this 30 minute or out i mean some people i would say you know crossfit people are doing you know hours of high intensity interval training, high intensity freaking training, like balls to the wall. So, um, yeah. What, what, what was your original question? No, you, I'm, you I'm, answered I'm it. No, you know, I like oh, it. You, you answered it. I just wanted to know if they should titrate back or like, or just cut it down to where, where they want to be at. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, I, like I said, yeah, it depends on the person, but like, like I said, I mean, some people that are gone, you know, whatever, five or six, seven days a week, you know, if you just cut them back one day or two days, they're going to see significant benefits and you might not have to like pull them back anymore. Because like at the end of the day, like if people enjoy training, then 
like I'm cool with that. Like I don't I, mm-hmm. I don't care. But like if you want to see if you want to see an adaptation, like if you want to see, you know, your abs or you want to see whatever, like you're going to have to recover too. like yeah. we're going to have to put some we, we have to put just as much effort. In, and like I said, I believe more effort into that parasympathetic than than the sympathetic. And and, it, and a lot of people just don't understand it. Like they don't understand like, OK, like I have to rest and I have to let my nervous system recover like from this training or my hormones are going to be all out of whack and I won't be able to sleep and I won't have any energy to even train at all. But when you can get them to like buy into that and then mm-hmm. they start seeing like, oh, shit, like I'm. I, I could, I'm starting to see my abs now. Like, it's kind of cool. I'm like, yeah, like it is cool. And it's because you're chilling the freak out. Like you're not, you know, running around like a madman all the time. So it just depends. I think it depends. I think it depends on the person. Honestly, though, for most people, three or four days a week of, of resistance training and, you know, just moving a little bit on your, on your rest days, doing some, doing some walking, uh, you know, hiking or, you know, yoga or, you know, like I said, some mobility stuff is, is perfect. Okay. I have like a few questions. First of all, I mean, you're talking about how it's hard to get people to understand that, which I totally agree. I'm wondering like, what helped you be able to fully understand the importance of like the rest? Oh man. Um, well, I think, you know, from the outset of like my personal health journey, like I was just like, I just threw myself into like, uh, I mean, I lift, I I was lifting seven days a week. I was that person like lifting seven days a week, eating chicken and spinach, like (laughs) for every meal. Like that was just, that was it. And, you know, I lost weight to an extent and like felt okay, like to an extent, but it wasn't until I started to realize like the benefits of, or the, I shouldn't even say the benefits, the importance of quality sleep and like not waking up in the middle. Because like that was, that used to be my big problem when I was in college was like, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I'd either like eat something that had sugar in it, which like, then I'd wake up and feel like crap. And honestly, the, the biggest thing was, just learning to listen to my body, honestly, and know like, okay, um, you know, I'm, because here's the, here's the thing too, Christina, I was playing football at the time, right? Mm -hmm. So like I would, so I would, I would work out like the night before I'd lift and we'd have practice the next day, like a full padded, like a full padded practice. When I was walking down that hill, if I felt like and, and there were many times when I felt like this, that I was going to like fall asleep. Then I knew like something was wrong. I mean, it was two in the afternoon. Like I had gotten, you know, whatever, a uh, decent sleep, I would say not, not great, but decent sleep. Um, and, and also like, I, <laughs> I was training later at night too. So like you're, you're, when you train like super, super late at night, like right before you go to bed, like it, and also, I mean, I was taking caffeine and so I, I did a lot of stupid stuff. I was mm-hmm. a child, but, um, you know, it, when I was walking down that hill the next day and I, and I could feel myself like nodding off, like in warmups and stuff, like with football equipment on, then I, that, that's where I started to like really put the pieces together and like realize like, okay, like this recovery thing is 
this recovery thing is super important. Um, but the, you know, I guess the biggest thing was, is like when I did start really implementing things like just going for walks and like meditation and journaling and all of these, whatever, like, you know, mindfulness Mm -hmm. techniques, I started to notice that my, not only did my sleep and stuff improve uh, that, that stuff, but like I, I noticed like body changes. I started to notice like, okay, I'm not, uh, I'm not holding on to as much body fat and like, um, quote unquote trouble areas. Like, I guess like my lower back and like my, my, uh, my lower stomach and stuff like that. So, and, and like a lot of that is, a, a, a lot of that can be related to stress, but that, that's, that's one of the things, that's one of the things I notice, And like, that's, you know, obviously that's, that's super, that's super awesome that, you know, you can just change things like that and potentially lose obviously some body fat, but what, you know, the, the, wait, wait, I want to ask you what type of mindfulness practices did you start to incorporate that helped you? Like, were you just like meditating, journaling, is that what you did or? Medi- meditation, uh, was a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, yeah, yeah. Doing, doing some journaling, like more, more or less like just brain dumping, like because mm-hmm. like I'd be thinking about like a bazillion different things and just writing it all down, um, before I go to bed or before I wanted to do something where I was going to need to be present, like being with like, you know, whatever with family or friends. Um, but honestly, just like getting outside, and walking like I know whatever like sounds hippie crunchy whatever but like just getting outside getting outside and going for a walk especially like when the weather's nice like in the summer um man it's a that that's a game changer that's a game changer and I I don't think a lot of people realize like the benefits of like just going outside and getting some sun and like being around some like natural stuff putting your feet in the sand quote unquote Mm -hmm. um but that stuff, that stuff's, uh, that was a game changer for me. And yeah. it was a game changer for me just for, for everything, for my anxiety, for, you know, stress relief and like kind of just, you know, especially like leaving the phone and leaving the, leaving everything, like not even listening to a podcast, just like going for a walk and like just being present and, uh, with nature, I guess. But that's, uh, that's that's one of that those are a few of the things that that I like to do and like it's th- those kind of things are super simple too um to implement with with people like if you can tell somebody like hey like let's just try to go for a 10 minute walk um every day outside um most people can find 10 minutes to to do something like that so yeah no I love that you talk about this because everyone who I talk to about fitness never brings up this side of it um, and that's why I think you're so interesting because you focus so much on things like outside of like straight fitness, um, that yeah. I think people just don't realize it's how connected it all is. So I think it's really useful for people to hear that. Well, I've worked, I worked, I've worked for so many people and like been around so many people that it's just about like macros and like, uh, like your training plan or like your muscle confusion plan or like your, uh, your protein shakes. And I'm just like, you know, I just want to bash my head into the, into the, into the table. Like, let's just do some things that, you know, (laughs) 
I'm going to steal, I'm going to steal, uh, my buddy easy wins Mitch is saying, but like, let's just do easy. Let's make some easy wins. Like, let's just do some easy, some easy things that you can implement into your, into your life. Like right now. And like it, the, the whole recovery thing is, is kind of, it's, it's interesting because it's interesting because it's like the, it's like the most people so many people are talking about it but it's still so overlooked with every i mean you go to the gym i've i've been to like corporate gyms and stuff around here just because i like to get away and like put my headphones on and not be bothered sometimes with people by people at like my gym but you go to these to these places and you see the same things it's the the pre-workouts and the energy drinks and like the you know people slamming protein shakes like as soon as they're as soon as they get done and you know it's just that people don't people don't want to take care of like the big rocks and it's like i don't think i don't think a lot of people know though that like you know going for a a short walk outside and like being disconnected or doing some meditation especially like in the area that i'm in like that sounds super woo woo and super like out there like you're crazy like i'm not i'm not gonna sit down and like meditate and like just think about a mantra or like listen Mm -hmm. to a sound and just be super present with myself and my breathing. Like (sighs) I'm not doing that. Um, because it's not cool. It's not flashy. It's not the, you know, it's not the, it's not the bright green pre-workout drink. That's, you know, going to make you have all the, all the gains in the world. Um, well, people want something they can buy or just take a pill. They want a, a fast fix and like sitting down and doing something calmly does not fit into their into their idea of what like you know we just always think more more is better. Exactly, exactly, and I think it, it, and everybody wants that. Like you said, everybody wants that quick quick fix, the magic pill um, for everything. And you know, I just made a post this morning. And it's like, it's a post that always comes up and it's been on my page probably. It's not the same exact same post, but like mm-hmm. I preach the same message over and over and over, like adherence and consistency with, you know, training and training with, you know, the proper intensity for not only like your, your goals, but your health, man, like your health is is so damn important. If you're, if you're not healthy, your body's not going to follow. Sal says that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like if you're, if you're, it, 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 like if you want to have a healthy looking body, then you have to prioritize health. You have to prioritize being healthy. Um, and you know, healthy isn't being in the gym seven days a week. Healthy isn't, uh, you know, eating whatever, like eating clean, six days a week and then having a freaking blowout cheat day on Sundays or on Saturdays. Like that's not healthy. That's not a healthy relationship with food. Like health encompasses so many different things. And I, I like, I, I want to stay, I want to stay in my own lane as health as, as much as possible because, you know, I'm a, I'm a trainer and a nutrition coach. And like, I'm, I, I'm, I want the goal for me is to, to get people training and to get people moving and, you know, to make people feel better and look better and, you know, I guess, you know, I, I don't want, 
I don't want people to think that I'm like some that that I am like a functional like trying to be like some functional medicine guru or anything like that. But like that's not because like that's not my that's not my thing at all. But by the same token, I do think there is a lack of education and a lack of understanding around like just how your body works and like how we evolved. And Mm -hmm. if if we can kind of get back to just doing some simple things, um, you know, there, there can be great, there can be great health benefits because I, I mean, everybody knows what you should, or I should say most people understand or have a basic concept of like what they need to be doing to be healthier. It's just like getting people to do it is a, is a completely different story. And like when we have things in the industry that are like the quick fixes and the fads and the, you know, magic pills and stuff like that. It definitely makes our job, you know, as health professionals harder. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it just does. So I don't know. I'm rambling now. No, I, I agree. And there's just so much noise. And like, I mean, I feel it too. It's like, if I'm paying attention to too many people or listening to too many things, I get confused by what everyone because everyone's saying something different and people are very convincing and at the end of the day I'm like I just need to listen to the few people I know I can trust (laughs) and then everybody else can just fuck off because I don't want (laughs) to I don't want to hear your like whatever your zealotry so um I know I really appreciate that you talk about that um but that being said I do want to get into programming stuff because I, I, I want to talk about it with you just because I trust you. And, like, again, I hope that my po- – like, with my podcast, I try and, like, drown out that noise with people. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not a fitness expert, um, so I've been wanting to talk to you about more programming things just because people need I, – I think that a lot of my audience is on the opposite side of the spectrum. It's, like, I'm not talking to people who, like, are laying in bed all day and eating processed foods. Like, I'm talking to people who are already right. healthy and are, are getting into the minutiae. Um, so, like, kind of with training and programming, like, you talked about adding hit onto the end of a workout rather than, like, having a separate day, which I think is, like, really smart. And, like, I never even thought about that before. Um, but... Going back to the HIT and cardio situation, I would love for you to explain, like, when do you implement HIT with a client and when do you avoid it? Uh, so, like, out the gate, if I have somebody that's super, super type A, uh, whether they want to lose weight or not, um, I, I'm not going to implement really any cardio besides walking and, like, encouraging them to to try to get close to that eight to 10,000 steps uh, every day if they can. Um, you know, I, and that's different for people too, because some people don't like have a a tracking device and stuff like that. So it might just be like, let's go for a 15 minute walk and start there and then work their way up to, you know, maybe 30, 45, Mm -hmm. even an hour sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I tend to cardio tends to be like one of the one of the things that I add in like later into people's protocols and people's programs, you know, obviously if I have somebody come in who, you know, is overweight and, and stuff like that, like I just want to get them moving and I just want to get their, you know, get uh, their movement patterns better, uh, you know, try to work on some mobility stuff, um, you know, do some basic, you know, strength training exercises, 
um, you know, making sure we're doing some type of squat, some type of lunge, uh, some type of hip hinge, some type of press, uh, you know, pulling exercises, rowing exercises, you know, uh, and, and trying to do more, more pulling than pushing. Um, I'm sure you've heard Cody, Cody McBroom talk about this and the mind pump guys have talked about it as well. Like we're so, we're so rounded forward in our society. Like obviously we're always staring at our computers and our phones and like the, uh, chronic shoulder pain, like front of your shoulder pain is actually catching up with lower back pain. Uh, like people, people coming in for, for shoulder pain. A lot of that has to do with just this upper cross syndrome and like forward head posture. Uh, so doing rowing exercises is, is super damn important. And if you're, if you're doing a program and it's not programming, you know, twice as much rowing as, as, as pressing exercises or twice as much pulling exercises as pushing exercises, I think, I definitely think you're, you're getting a, an inferior, an inferior product <laughs> or an, an inferior, tra- or an, an inferior training program. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I hesitate, I hesitate to throw hit at people, uh, right out of the gate. Um, you know, unless they are advanced, unless I know that they're advanced and, you know, they, they can handle that type of, that type of training. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the same token, you know, I I have a good idea and can program, you know, hit responsibly, I guess, as my t-shirts say train responsibly. Um, I, I, I can program hit responsibly for people uh, so it's not like running them into the dirt, uh, whether that's like a five-minute, five to eight-minute circuit um, at the end of their routine. Um, you know, I have some guys that can go, that can go a little longer and push it out to push it out to about 10 minutes. Um, but like, I'm not I, on their other days. I'm, I'm, I'm telling them because at the end of the day, I'd rather be able like when they're with me, I'd rather be able to control that, control that intensity. And like, I can read their body language and tell when they need to like, you know, take a little rest or like get a little mm-hmm. drink, like, you know, Cause my, the goal of my training isn't to like make kids, pu- make people puke. It's to, you know, elicit, it's to elicit a, a response, whether it's, you know, fat loss, muscle building, um, whatever strength, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But yeah, I mean, I'll program, I'll program hit for, for people who are, you know, trying to lose fat and have been training with, with me for, you know, a few months and have kind of, you know, they've already seen like some fat loss just by like moving more and do, like you, you've heard the mind pump guy talk about it. Like hit is my, my hit is like my, one of my last mm-hmm. tools in the toolbox, if that makes sense. Now, like if I have somebody, and again, like I had a, I have a, a female client who is like super beast mode, boss of the wall. And it's kind of hard for her to like, to, to, to back off and like rest between her sets and like just, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, chill out a little bit. But for somebody like that, like I'll throw in, um, you know, a superset or something like that where, you know, they feel like they're, they feel like they're really doing, you know, uh, a lot, but it's not like, you know, crazy, crazy taxing on their nervous system. So like maybe it's a, you know, uh, 
uh, uh, maybe they're doing a lunge variation and then like in between they're doing like medicine ball slams or something like that. So something that's not like, you know, crazy taxing, uh, on their nervous system, but it, it's something that, you know, that makes them feel like they're moving, makes them feel like they're like getting their heart rate up and, and, and doing something. But, you know, there's a, there's a bazillion different ways to, to, to program. I just like to make sure that I am, you know, doing these foundational movement patterns with, with people and trying to, if, if, if they can't perform the movement pattern, then like trying to get them to a place where they can do it, you know, safely and effectively. So it can produce like a, you know, an adaptation response. So, yeah, I want you to weigh in on a few of the other controversies in the fitness space I feel like at this point everyone knows like traditional splits suck right so but yeah um what is your stance on like like full body versus upper lower or pull so legs yeah so um like my thought is you know, like if, if you're just looking for, for general health mm-hmm. and fitness, uh, you know, uh, three days of total body or, you know, like a upper, lower, upper, lower four day a week, mm-hmm. you know, split quote unquote is, is perfect for most people. Um, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I definitely think. I think a lot of it depends on the person it like it, it and you know, how much, how many days you want to be in the gym, how much time you can commit to being in there. Most people, most people just, it, it works perfectly for their schedule to be in the gym three days a week. And like the other days, just living a healthy, active lifestyle. Um, well, but, my yeah. audience is a type who, who like to be in the gym. <laughs> Yeah. So, and, and like, if you'd like to be in the gym, that's great. So like, uh, an upper lower four day a week split mm-hmm. is totally cool. The way I would do it, uh, would be like either upper or lower on Monday, upper or lower Tuesday, take Wednesday off and then upper or lower on, on Thursday, take Friday off mm-hmm. and then do upper or lower on, on Saturday. Um, that way you're not like, you know, you're not, you don't have like two consecutive days of like, quote unquote rest in a row, but you can do it. I mean, you can do it, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday as well. It's not, it it really just, it it depends on your lifestyle and like what you can be consistent with to Mm -hmm. be completely honest with you. Um, right now I'm doing, uh, Dr. John Russin's FHT program, which is a five day a week split. So it's, uh, upper body, Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So it's a, it's a leg day actually. So you do legs, you do like a strength based leg day. Mm -hmm. You do a strength based, you do a strength, strength based pressing day, pushing day. You do a strength based pulling day and then you do two days. You do upper body. That's more of a hypertrophy bodybuilding type of training Mm -hmm. one day. And then a lower body, like more of a hyper trip. But so like it just comes down. Wait, 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 wait. That's to, okay. So that's a push pull legs and then upper lower. Yep, push pull legs and upper lower. That's so interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's complicated. Yep. That's that's one of my that's one of my like you know 
in an ideal world, if I could train like that for the rest of my life, it's, mm-hmm. it's it, because I, you, I mean, obviously I'm a trainer, like it's do what I do. I love being in the gym. I love, I love resistance training. I love these kind of things. Um, so if I could do that for the rest of my life, I totally would. But really it all comes down to what you can be consistent with, but you know, also you, you need to, I, I say you need, you should be, you should have some type of intelligent programming that is, you know, making sure that you're training each muscle group frequently enough, especially like the, 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 the big main, you know, movements for people that want to lose fat and that want to look better, you know, making sure you're doing some type of squatting, some type of lunging, some type of hinging on a consistent basis, like making sure that you're, that you're doing these things frequently enough. Because like you said, like just doing like your traditional, you know, go on bodybuilding.com and like back day, chest day, arm day, leg day, like shoulder day, like that's super not, it's, it's just not, it's just not optimal. Um, and you know, for most people it's, it's it's it like like i said it's you're not going to see as much fat loss because like on your shoulder day like what are you going to do like some Mm -hmm. you know barbell overhead like you're not doing any any hinging you're not engaging your glutes your your hamstring you're not engage you're not working the biggest muscles on your body and it's been proven like you know if you're not training your the lower half of your body the bigger muscles on your body that you know protein synthesis isn't going to be as ramped up. And if you're, if you're not doing that, you're not going to build any lean tissue. You're not going to be able to, to truly like lose fat and like get that body, you know, that toned look that, that people want. So, um, totally cool if you want to be in there five days a week. Um, but also realize that you need to be sleeping. You Mm -hmm. need to be, you need to be chilling out. You need to be recovering um, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's, uh, there's tons of different things that me and Christina could talk about, <laughs> but, um, you know, just, just realize, just realize that, that you're going to have to balance that sympathetic with parasympathetic. And I've noticed like, even with, even in the last, you know, few months of like doing, doing this program, I, I my, my appetite's increased. I have to drink more water. I, I, I sleep even harder than I did before. So like, mm-hmm. I know, I know like certain things are, are happening and certain things are changing. You just have to make sure that you prioritize those things if you are going to be in the gym that much. Um, but yeah, like traditional like splits, just hitting one, uh, a body part one time a week is just inferior. And like, it's been proven. And, mm-hmm. um, if I, if I was to say, uh, give you guys like a recommendation. I would say, um, you know, with depending on your lifestyle and what you can be consistent with, I would do a three day a week total body split or a four day a week upper lower split. Or like I said before, the five day uh, push pull, push pull legs, upper lower split or upper lower push pull legs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess I, I, there, there's always the upper the, or the push pull legs, push pull legs, a six day a week. But I think, I think most people would uh, would benefit from from going five days or less in the gym. Mm-hmm. In my in my in my opinion, I don't. I just personal preferences. I have never liked the push pull legs. Like, I just like 
I've never felt like I was ever recovering. I don't know. Um, but anyways, okay. You know what else I want to ask you is, so I know you're a big (laughs) fan of like traditional strength training and like, you know, get in there, lift heavy, blah, blah, blah. But what about people who like aren't lifting heavy? How do you adjust their training if they don't want to lift that heavy? Uh, honestly, just like, um, I'm not going to program like things below five or six reps to be completely honest with you. Like I'm just going to, I'll make sure the, you know, rate of perceived exertion Mm -hmm. is high, but I'm just not, I'm just making sure. And and like you can manipulate tempos and stuff Mm -hmm. too, Christina. So like you can just tell people to like slow things down and that creates obviously a, yeah, a, a tension aspect and a strength aspect. Um, you know, and, and people typically like they'll, they'll get even stronger with that kind of stuff because they're really, they really have to like focus on core stability and hip stability and like paying attention to like how their feet are placed on the floor and like making sure their ankles aren't rolling and stuff like that. But like, I mean, if a person just does not want to lift, you know, quote unquote heavy, then, um, you know, I won't, but so I'm not programming, you know, I have, I train, I train my, my mom and mm-hmm. her best friend and they are both 60 years old. So like, I'm not programming heavy barbell back squats for a 60, yeah. for two 60 year old ladies, you know, like I'm not doing heavy barbell deadlifts. Now, like I will throw, uh, a band, some band tension around mm-hmm. like a trap bar or even a barbell sometimes like we'll do some we'll do some barbell deadlifting but we'll do like a sumo a little bit more of a sumo stance because women typically have like a little bit wider hips so that just typically fits them better and like they're they're a little older so it's a little bit safer position for them to mm-hmm. be in as well they can use a little bit more more hips and glutes versus like so much you know back they're not getting as much back activation um uh, but I think, you know, we're instead of adding like you don't have to add you just you don't have to just keep adding weight to the bar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can use ba- you can use bands that will give you more tension, like uh, on a deadlift, like at the top of the movement. Obviously, the bands are going to be looser at the bottom; they're going to be tighter at the top. So instead of like overloading them with weight on the bar so like it's tougher for them at the bottom of the movement Mm -hmm. where your where your lower back could be more compromised then we we throw some we throw some bands on and like obviously that's gonna that's gonna create uh more tension at the top of the movement and obviously where they where i want them to activate like their glutes and their hamstrings um and get that and get that response like you don't always have to just keep adding weight to the bar so and like another thing, I'm not programming. I I just don't feel the need to like program, you know, reps for them and the you know fours, threes, and fours. Oh. Like you know, I, I just it's not because when you get when you get to those heavier weights, that's when people can start to like compromise and use muscles and use do things that they that they shouldn't be doing uh, to just just to get the weight up and like that's not that's not really the goal of of training especially for for that population it's just you know 
it's more like, you know, I, I know they want to lose fat and I know they want to, they want to look better. And like, they're, they're totally crushing that. But you know, it's, it's also about like keeping them healthy and keeping their joints healthy. And it's about longevity. So like using a lot of, a lot of bands and a lot of doing like body weight stuff too, like just body weight, body weight squats and like isometric holds and stuff like that. Like that stuff is, that stuff is super, super powerful. And it doesn't like, you're still creating that inner tension in your body. Like Mm -hmm without without like overloading people with you know tons of tons of weight that you know they really don't really isn't going to be advantageous for their their overall health as far as like their joint health and you know longevity with people like that do you make any adjustments in terms of like rest time slash like are you doing more supersets or any circuits with that type of person like so like um or do you rest still times, stick with it? Rest, rest time, rest times for like that that population, and, and really for anybody who's like, you know, when we're doing our main move of the day, like mm-hmm. whatever it is, if it our strength based metric, whatever that, whether it's a squat or a a deadlift or you know, even like a split squat or like a lunge or mm-hmm. um, you know some type of press or you know a row, anything anything along those those lines definitely want to give people plenty of rest and like as far as like circuits go for them like it's going to be like lower impact stuff so like maybe some bicep curls uh some shoulder raises and you know some type of core stability exercise like a dead bug or a plank or Mm -hmm. you know some some something along something along those lines maybe for you know, eight minutes in a circuit where it's not like an AMRAP. I'm just saying like, Hey, like, let's just cycle through these exercises for eight minutes. Like if you need to catch, if you need to catch your breath and catch, stop and catch your breath for a second, take a few deep breaths. If you need to stop and get a drink, get a drink. And, but you know, I still want them to pace themselves. I still want them to challenge themselves, but it's not like, you know, go, 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 beast mode, beast mode, beast mode. Like it's, it's, it's more, you know, more things that are like low impact. I'm not, you know, obviously not programming, uh, squats, deadlifts and, you know, uh, pushups in Mm -hmm. a, in a circuit for for eight minutes. Um, okay, cool. Well, I, I do, I want to wrap up with just some quick nutrition things. Um, I know that your philosophy is pretty much like eat mostly whole foods, right? Like you like eat mostly paleo, you like, um, 100%. what else do you, do you get into anything more specific in terms of that? Like how do you adjust nutrition for people with their goals? Like, do you get into macros at all? Or are you basically just like eat the whole foods? No, I, I, I do get into, I do get into macros. I try to give everybody, uh, like macro targets mm-hmm. and, and calorie targets from the outset. Um, but you know, some people, some people are very, like they do, they do really well with like that kind of thing. And some people really don't, and they just need like more of like a lifestyle habits and like the, you know, portion control uh, things and like being able to use their thumbs and their fists and their hands, like as, as measuring guides for, for, you know, the, the things that they're eating. But like, you know, a lot of people come to me and like, after I have them 
you know, do some type of tracking, whether it's whether they're tracking in my fitness pal or they're just writing down or taking pictures of their food. Like a lot of people's food quality is so, so low from the outset. Yeah, I'm going to give them like macro calories, and macros, but I'm just going to be like, listen, let's like not pay attention to that right now. Or sometimes I won't even send it to them. I'll just be like, okay, like we need to, you know, instead of having a, instead of having a Coke every day, like let's, let's do four this week instead of seven, you know, let's eat, let's eat one serving of a green vegetable every day. And then like when, once they can like get that for a week or two, if it takes them a week or two or three, once they can do that consistently, then like, we'll just slowly add things in. But that's the way, that's the way I like to do it. And that's the way I've had like success with people. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the thing, that's the way that like people have like learned in the long haul. Like, okay, like I'm actually starting to feel better now that I'm not doing like X, Y, and Z, whether it's, you know, drinking 10 cups of coffee a day or, you know, having, you know, too much, too much sugar in their diet, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but that's, that, that's, that's the kind of thing that's the kind of thing that works. I, I'm not a big believer in like, you know, you've got to track your macros forever. Like, I think that's, I think that's really stupid because I don't track my macros currently. Yeah. Like I don't, but well, I, don't, I, I mean, I, like, the, I, no, I mean, I just, the, I don't, the whole, I think that people, for some people, like there's some type of macro awareness without tracking. It's like, I know that I'm eating protein. I know if I'm adding starches, like I, you know what I mean? Versus like, I don't think people need to be tracking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think so. I don't think so necessarily either, but you know, it, it's tough because you can't be there with people 24 seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't, you can't hold their hand and, and like make their choices for them. But, you know, it's also realizing like, okay, if I had this work dinner and, you know, it was a super calorically dense meal, you know, it's, it's about following that meal up with three to four to five, like good whole food meals, like, and not going right back to fast food or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. So I'll, I'll try to tell people like, you know, every time you have a, a food that is not, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, something that's highly palatable. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say for for everybody uh, who's listening, you know, let's follow that up with two or three good whole food meals mm-hmm. um, before we before we uh, even think about you know eating something that is that really that's not paleo. That's mm-hmm. not you know from that's not from the earth. Yeah. You know what I think is interesting is this whole argument, like, did you watch the um, Lane Norton, Dom D'Agostino on on Joe Rogan? I, 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 think, I, list, I think I started listening to it, but I didn't finish it. I have a bad habit of doing that. <laughs> well, it was really long, and it didn't go anywhere, so you didn't miss out. But um, I just think the whole the, the, the whole argument of like, you know, Lane is so about like calories in versus calories out. And then we have this whole side of like all these. I-I-F-Y-M, bro. Yeah. Well, and then we have this whole. He's like, you know, any any type of um, macro ratio can work if it works for you versus like. And a calorie is a calorie. Like, he will still use, like, artificial sweeteners, whatever. And then we have people, like, Dom or, you know, just other people in the 
other side of things where are just like, you know, your macronutrient ratio matters more. Like, and you even see that within like keto. There are some people who are like, just as long as you're eating protein and fat, it doesn't matter. And like low carb. Um, I'm curious kind of like what your stance is on that whole, that whole debate. I mean, the, I mean, like we, we talked about at the beginning of this episode, like, there, there's so many diff, there's so many other factors than just like, you know, calories mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, it, <sighs> calories and macros are important. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, uh, Christina, the amount of people that come to me that are like grown men that are, that have been on, you know, either antidepressants or ADHD medicine for, such a long time that their their hunger hormones are just like non-existent and they're mm-hmm. eating you know they're overweight and obviously they got overweight because they they had a period there was a period of times at some point where they were overeating and they were eating tons of processed sugar and they probably they might have had you know whatever binge eating ten- tendencies or whatever it is but and a lot of people drink a lot of their calories too mm-hmm. like let's be honest but they come to me and their hormonal, their hormonal system is, is in such a poor place and they're only eating, you know, 1500 calories a day and they can't lose weight. Like, you know, where am I as a coach supposed to go with somebody like that? Like what, what is the, what does the IFYM or the calorie counting mm-hmm. uh, person say, say to that? Like, do I just lower their calories? Is that what you would do? Like, um, it's just tough. So it's like one of those things where I think there's a lot more that that goes into this whole, you know, nutrition debate than what people what people realize. And it, it, it's not it, bottom line is it's not as simple as like calories in and calories out uh, for for most people. It's just not. And do I think calories are the most important thing? Absolutely. Um but uh, I, I, I'm hesitant to even say that. Like, I think the most important thing is like the person, the person that you're dealing with, and like the mm-hmm. person, their lifestyle, and like their history and their relationship with food. Um, I so, think, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, it's just a com- it's a complicated issue that I think people don't really understand. It. It's like, <sighs> yeah, it is ca- calories, but calories are metabolized differently in different bodies, which is what people don't understand. Like. You know, when I talk about how, like, I was eating so many calories and losing weight when I was, because my body wasn't digesting them. That's different. Like, my body wasn't actually processing those calories. Or, like, how whole foods, you know, if you're eating whole foods, that takes more energy in the body to digest than processed foods. So, you will actually, like, burn more calories digesting whole food calories, which works out to less calories. Bingo. So, Seriously. Yeah. Well, like, well, that's a, that's the that's the thing that I have to like get people to understand. Like, too is like, you know, eating vegetables and eating protein is going to be satiating. Like, it you're not going to get like the crazy cravings and and stuff like that. And like you said, like that kind of food burns more calories. Like, mm-hmm. it's harder for your body to digest those things. Like, it works has to work harder. So, I don't know. It, it the the whole like the whole all the fads and the ketos and the I, I just think it's I think it's silly um, and I think it's marketed as a way for like 
you know, this, this one way is like the best way for, for you to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, when in reality, like people need to just exercise and eat real food most of the time. And, um, you know, that, that's like the, the, the magic formula, but like, there's also things that like take work, you know, as far as, you know, uh, learning about nutrition and like learning to listen to your body and, you know, exercising and, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people want to do that work and want to put in, put in that effort. And like, people look to me and they're like, you know, what diet should I be on? And like, what cardio should I be doing? And like, when I come back with like, well, uh, it depends. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, everybody's like, oh my gosh, like what you're supposed to say, like, this is the one thing for me. And like, you're supposed to write me a diet plan. And I was like, I'm not a registered dietitian. Like I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't write, I don't write meal plans. I don't write diet plans. I've worked for people in this industry that do that kind of thing. And they're snake oil salesmen. Like okay. I just don't, I, I don't, I don't vibe. I don't vibe with that. I'm not, uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try my best to educate you and, you know, help you to, you know, reach your fullest potential as a, as a freaking human being. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think anyone who, um, people always want meal plans and I'm like, if someone writes you a meal plan, run the hell away from them. Far, <laughs> far, run far. so so far um okay well oh man you'll have to come back on we covered a lot of good stuff uh last question because i like asking people this is what is your morning routine oh man um well my morning routine is uh is pretty pretty dialed in um Although these last four or five weeks where I've been like in between like my parent where like everything in my parents' basement, mm-hmm. my girlfriends, uh, the gym, like I didn't really have my own space. So like keeping my morning routine the way I wanted it to was pretty challenging. But typically, um, you know, my morning routine is uh, hop up. um and the first thing I typically do is like, I'll jump into some reading. So like I'll read, uh, I'm reading extreme ownership right now. Um, and I'm also reading the war of art. So it's like about like, you know, battling your creative demons or whatever. Like I'm trying to be a better writer and a better talker. So, mm-hmm. um, reading, reading that, um, I'll typically read for like 20 or 25 minutes, just depending on like, how into the, 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 the book I am. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I'll, I'll, and then I'll journal. Uh, I do like a positive focus type journaling where I'll like, uh, pick something or I'll think of something that happened like the previous day and like talk about like, you know, even if it was something negative, like trying to pull out something positive from it. So like a lot of times I'll try to like find something that was like negative. So like the hand thing was Mm -hmm. like what I talked about this morning. So, you know, like, um, what happened, why it was positive, the lesson from it. And then like, I'll kind of like rank like, okay, like where my body is, my mindset, my like career finances, relationship, pick a victory 
uh, from the previous day and then like do a little like I'm grateful for like X, Y, and Z, typically three things, um, which a lot of mornings are the same thing. But then like on other days, like tomorrow, it'll for sure be like being on Christina Rice's podcast, like super <laughs> grateful for that. That was awesome. Um, so I, so I'll do, I'll do like a little bit of journaling and then I'll do like a, a meditation, whether that's like five minutes, 10 minutes, like however I'm, I'm feeling like if I feel like I need to, if I feel like I need to like give myself an extended meditation, then I'll meditate for 10 or 20 minutes, but, um, do a little bit of meditation. Um, and then, then it's typically coffee. Um, and Either coffee. Well, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's green juice. Sometimes it's green juice. I like, uh, I like to have like a greens, greens powder in the morning. But it's it's greens powder, coffee. Like I go back and forth. Mm-hmm. But all the while, all while I'm doing that, I'm drinking, I'm drinking water because like that's <laughs> that's the first thing, that's that's the first thing that hits my mouth in the morning. So, um, that's pretty much it. I brush my teeth in there too. <laughs> so. Okay. Don't, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. people. But like I, so, so like I do, I do all of that. And then like, I like to work out in the mornings. So Mm -hmm. I'll typically like do all that. And that doesn't take me, you know, whatever, like the reading is like the, the, the most of, of that. Um, sometimes, sometimes I'll save my meditation. Like if I'm going to, uh, uh, to the corporate gym where I work out sometimes, I'll save my meditation for the sauna for afterwards. Um, so, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much my morning routine. Cool. So you drink your coffee and then you go to work out. Is that, and then you start your day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like, I, I'm not saying like drinking, like waking up and drinking coffee and then going to the gym is ideal guys. Don't, don't, I'm not, but like, um, I just enjoy, I, I just enjoy having a cup of coffee in the yeah. morning to be, to be completely honest. Um, I don't, and I, and I don't do, I, like I said, I don't do coffee every single day. Um, because I don't, I, I really don't need it. Like I'm pretty high strung and like mm-hmm. I have energy like, throughout, throughout my day and stuff. But, um, the, the mushroom, the mushroom elixir I'll do sometimes the, the four sigmatic. Yeah. I'll, I'll do a cup of that before I work out. Sometimes I'll do a cup of, uh, cup of uh lion's mane and that's uh that's really really nice so good i'm glad um, you like that yeah yeah i actually love i actually love the i love the four sigmatic i I need to order i actually need to order some more but yeah totally i i I think i think it's just something warm before i work out really to be honest that i that i like um so yeah that's what time do you wake up i do uh, between like some mornings it's five, some mornings it's like more like six thirty. So between like five and six thirty, typically, typically right around six a.m. Okay, early riser. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Cool. I, I just have, yeah. <laughs> I have clients in the morning sometimes, so I have to get my butt up and do my stuff, and then you know get to it. I just, when you get up in the morning, like getting up early, especially because I'm on the West Coast, I feel like even when I'm getting up at like 7 or 7.30, I'm like, I'm, it's so late because it's already 10.30 or 10 across the nation. And then everyone, my phone (laughs) is exploded and my emails. And I'm like, oh my God, if I don't wake up early, then I don't, 
feel like I can get anything done because I feel like I have no time to myself. Um, so I think it helps to have just like a morning for yourself for sure. But I love your morning. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love it. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's stuck. It's something that like I could never, I can never, I, I mean, I can't like even, even, even on Sundays, like if I don't set an alarm, like I'm up at, you know, seven or eight o'clock, like it's clockwork. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I always love chatting with you. And if people listening haven't heard, I've been on Ben's podcast, so you should go check it out. But can you let everybody know where they can find all things from you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Most of my content is going to be found on my Instagram, and it's just my name, Ben Racky, B-E-N-R-A-C-K-E. Um, I have a website where I need to start writing more blogs. Uh, I haven't written a blog in a few weeks. So, uh, www.benracky.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my name is just Ben Racky. Uh, and then my podcast is the, my podcast is the Rangers of Motion podcast. Uh, you can search it on, on iTunes, uh, Podbean, uh, all of that, all of that good stuff. So. Perfect. Well, thank you again. And I'm excited for when I come back on your podcast. Absolutely. Pumped. That's uh, a Thursday, right? Yes. I'm very yes. excited. Let's get it. <laughs> It'll Pumped. be good. I can't wait to. I, yeah, I'm just going to pick your brain the whole time. Okay, huge thank you to Ben for coming on the show. I love chatting with him. He's a good friend and a great trainer. And health, fitness, nutrition coach. So if you're looking for an online coach, definitely reach out to him. You can find more from him at benracky.com. He has some great products in there as well. I really love his ebook, his training program for strength training. And then make sure you listen to his podcast, Ranges of Motion. I have been on there at least once. I'm not sure if my episode will be up before or after this one, but I'm on there again. So make sure you head back and listen to it. Really love chatting with him always. So huge thanks to him. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Reach out to him on Instagram at Ben Racky and let him know if you liked this. Connect with him. I'm sure he would love to hear your feedback. If you're not already in the Facebook group, make sure you go to Facebook and look up Wellness Wellness Podcast Tribe. Join the group. Get connected. Subscribe so you never miss a new episode. It's totally free. And I think that's about it for this week. So thanks again for joining in and I will talk to you next time. Bye.